What's up, Videolanders? I'm Brad. I'm April. Welcome to Adventures in Videoland number 177. Tonight we will be reviewing La La Land. Remember, we are critics with attitude, so warning. There may be explicit content, however, my wife April is with me tonight, so maybe we will be reined in just a little bit more than usual. Probably. You gonna keep me reined in? <laughs> uh, you're impossible. <laughs> also, we will be going into spoilers for La La Land, so if you don't want La La Land spoiled... <laughs> spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Come spoiler back alert. during Oscar season, okay? Because I'm sure this is going to take home a few Oscars, don't you think? I, I think it's going to be liked by a lot of different people um, for a lot of good reasons. So yeah, it'll win something. If it doesn't win Oscars, it'll win a couple of Golden Globes. La La Land is a romantic musical written and directed by Damien Chazelle. Damien also wrote and directed my favorite film of 2014, Whiplash. And one of mine, too. Yeah, we actually watched that at the Landmark, the same movie yeah, we watched Yeah, same theater. This. Yeah. yeah, so if you have not watched Whiplash, go watch it. It's an amazing film. La La Land stars Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, John Legend, Rosemary DeWitt, and J.K. Simmons. Barely. Barely. J.K. Simmons. <laughs> he, he does a, a, a drive-by. <laughs> he does. La La Land follows Mia, aspiring actress and Sebastian, a dedicated jazz musician, struggling to make ends meet while pursuing their dreams. With modern-day Los Angeles as the backdrop, this musical about everyday life explores what is more important, love or your dreams and aspirations. April, let me read a few quotes that are plastered on the poster. Okay. The must-see movie of the season. Incredible. Glorious. Magical. Soaring and gorgeous. April, what would your poster quote say, and what were you feeling when you left the Landmark Theater? Dude, you're throwing this at me. I wasn't <laughs> even expecting to have a quote. Um, quote, when I left the... Those are two different things of what my quote would be and what I felt when I left the theater. Yeah, what would your quote uh, for the poster my be? My quote would be to give the meaning of the movie, or just to how a good feeling... I would say... Um, Glorious? Classical. Classical, really? I would say reminiscent of the classical Hollywood days. Yes. Okay. What were you feeling when you left the theater? Confused. Yeah? Why is that? <laughs> um, I'm sure we'll get into it, unless you want to get into it now. Just give uh, me your, your brief paragraph. What were you uh, feeling when you left the theater? I was confused because, uh, again, spoiler alert, at near the end of the film, there's a montage of uh, kind of what could be if a few things had gone differently and how uh, Mia and Sebastian's life could have ended up. And it almost left me feeling that maybe their life wasn't as good as it could be, or they weren't as happy as they could be. But I was confused because they had, they'd reached their goals and had their dreams and, and done all these things that they had wanted to do since they were young kids, you know? Um, so for me to, and it really took me a long time to kind of reminisce over it and, and really come to a conclusion on how I felt in overall of the movie. Yeah, I agree with you. I've been struggling with this and I think this is a movie that I will be struggling with until I was going to say the end of the year, but that's only about a week away from now. But I will be struggling with this movie all the way up till I do my top 10 list, which is going to be uh, the week of Oscars. That's when AB do, we, that's when we do our top 10 list. And uh, it's just a movie that I wanted a, a musical for for the times, not a musical from the times. Does that make sense? I wanted a classical musical, like that Fred Astaire, like Ginger singing Rogers in singing and, in the rain. Okay. I wanted that to be swept away. I wanted that magical love story. 
And but I do think they accomplished that in some aspect. I think it went through the seasons of that, and I think we'll get into that a little bit more here. But I think at the the final act of this movie, the third act, I felt bummed. It literally goes through the seasons. It, it does go through the seasons. Yes, <laughs> literally. And I felt in the third act, I felt really bummed. I left the theater and I didn't get the movie I wanted. So now I got to come to terms with the movie that it is. You know, and uh, it's a quality production. Everything from cinematography to the oh, acting, costumes, cinematography. Costumes. Um, the, I think we'll get more into it. But the the only thing we had talked about that kind of let you down, maybe, and maybe you'll add to that, is the screenplay. It just didn't have the the punch. The yeah, and I think there's something lackluster. It depends on what you're going into this movie like expecting. Yeah. I was expecting that classical movie. Like when you said that your quote would be classical, I felt yeah. like it, it hits a lot of those beats. Yeah. But then I think that they punch you in the gut at the end of this. And I don't know if I agree with the message. Like I think my quote for the poster would be, you can't have your cake and eat it too. This movie makes you choose between love or dreams. But I don't think it necessarily makes you choose between love and dreams. It's just your reality would be different um, if things and were handled different ways. It doesn't mean it's the worst, although I did go away feeling that uh, just from the way they presented the montage and their expressions. Um, so, again, spoiler, Sebastian and Mia don't end up together. They end up going and um, going their separate ways, saying that they would always love each other. And, um, you know, it cuts to five years into the future after they've left each other. Um, Mia has a kid with some guy and all this stuff, and, and he, they see each other. Uh, but it goes to what their life would have been like together. And it seemed like it was really magical. And well, you're really actually, jumping right to the end, they, aren't well, you? Well, they, they just seemed happier... <laughs> In that scenario, in that little montage, oh. when she's sitting in that in Zeb's club, looking at him, watching him play this ballad to her, which um, is their theme throughout which the whole is movie. Their theme. I feel like we skipped a lot of stuff here, where people are like, yeah. "Oh my god, what are, yeah, they, what are you just, talking about?" Uh, well, because I, I don't Mia. think you have to have your cake and eat it too. I, maybe the word choice you used of you can't have love and you have to choose love over over your dreams. She still has love. He's still well. We don't know if he has love, but we know Mia does, and she just has a different kind of life. I do think her life would have been better and happier with him. Well, because I just think a the, different kind. The interpretation, the, the 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 feeling that I got at the end of this movie is you have Mia has achieved her dreams, right? Yeah, she's a you have Hollywood she's an actress, aspiring actress. Yeah. He's a jazz musician who wants, wants to have his own, own club. Classical and, jazz club. And he gets that, you know? So they both have reached their dreams. Um, she, they, she seems like she's in a relationship that suits her, you know? Right. It's not like right. she's she's miserable. She seems like she's in love with the guy that she's, she's with at the end of this movie. But it still seems like they could have been happier because you, you hit on Sebastian's montage. You know, they, they take a detour and... Uh, Mia goes into Zeb's bar five years later where this movie ends yeah. and to the third act. So it goes season one, season two. It goes what? Summer, um, spring. It starts out winter. Is that when it starts yeah, out? Yeah, it starts okay. out winter in, around Christmas time and stuff. Um, then it goes to spring and then they start seeing each other in summer. Like they run into each other a couple times. In winter, he flips her off going down the freeway because <laughs> she won't move her car. Um, and then it goes into summer. They start dating, and then they're together for a few seasons. Um, which begs to the point of the old adage, the old you know ideology that uh, there's people in your life for certain seasons to help push you along in different areas. And I get that. But I think they could 
if, if they would have left it at that, that Mia and Sebastian served this purpose in each other to encourage each other in these, like, I mean, they were kind of both down on their luck, getting ready to give up on their dreams, it kind of felt like. Um, Mia was going to throw in the towel, Sebastian, he was going to sell out, that kind of thing. Um, I think if they had left out the montage and just been, they were each other and look, you know, for that season, they helped each other push one another to that place to achieve their dream, I would have been so much more happy. Yeah. Or, it was that montage where I saw the happiness they could well, have. Well, she walks in with, with her boyfriend her, with her, her husband, husband. Her husband, yeah. She walks in to Zeb's bar or the jazz club and he's playing, he sees her. And he plays that um, Sebastian and Mia's theme, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like every note that he's playing is like this dialogue between him and her that right. only they can hear, you know? And it's beautiful. Every note that he's playing is just beautiful. And it has this montage where, you know, they're married. They have a kid. They went. I think they went to Paris. Mm-hmm. And you just it's it goes back and it shows what, what it could have been. And I almost wish that would have been the ending of the movie or that they would have just been good friends. Like one of my favorite movies um, of 2007 was a movie called once. And it was just about these two friends, you know, that made each other just better just for knowing each other. There's no sexual element. They weren't, they weren't connected. I wish that she, there was a sexual tension in that movie. Cause you always, at least I always thought, Oh, are they going to be romantically involved? But I'm glad that the director who, um, I'm glad he never did that in that movie because that I could go away with that they were in their each other's lives for a season and a purpose and they were just good friends and they made an impact and they didn't have to have that sexual tension and all that other What in once? Yeah, in and once. I wish that would have been great if this movie though just concentrated on two people that have these dreams of becoming an actress and a jazz uh, musician and then they 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 get each other to where they need to be. I think that would have been great or that she wasn't connected to anybody because we even find out that she has a, a little girl with um, her husband now, and because there's a, a little scene where they they put the the little girl with the babysitter, right? And then they uh, they they take off, they go have dinner, and they end up at Zeb's. You right. know, is it Zeb's or Seb's? Seb's. Seb's, and they they end up there. And I would have almost rather that that they didn't show all that. Maybe she just comes into town after five years not having a relationship and she walks in and they see each other. He plays the song and the movie that they have that montage of what could have been if they would have, if she would have stuck around and then the movie goes off. So you could kind of paint in your own mind. Mm-hmm. Do they get together? Do they, do they not get together? But then at the end of this, she, she's choked up a little bit, that last chord that he hits and she walks out with her. She's like, her, her uh, husband goes, do you want to stay for one more? And she's like, no, you know, let's leave. And, she turns around and she looks at Sebastian, you know, up at the uh, the piano, and he just he smiles at her. Everything's fine. A smile and a nod. A smile and a nod. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that because we just I don't want to review the movie. Um, what is it? Uh, Sing Street tonight. But we just watched that last night, and I got the the uh, exact opposite message where a kid he uh, he creates a rock band. He creates this art. To be with a woman, okay, to, or to, to win the affections her. of this girl, yeah. so he can be around her more yeah. often, and then he gets into his art form, okay. But at the end it of this movie, his expression of him yeah. So at the end of this movie, is, he can still be yeah. an artist. He still gets the girl. He chases his dreams. So you can have your cake and eat it too. And I don't know if I just agree with this this movie or this message at the end here. Like I think it's a quality movie, but at the end here, actually in the middle of the film, I think about second act, um, Ryan Gosling. 
he's telling, uh, Sebastian is telling Mia about jazz because she's not a jazz fan. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, like jazz is, is chaos and it's compromise, you know, and it's just, it's fighting each other. It's a beautiful thing. And then that's, that's how you get jazz, you know, and jazz exists. So why can't a beautiful relationship with your dreams. With why can't, why can't that exist as well? Conflict, you know, yeah. and I was just, because this movie has that classical feeling. It has that Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, you know, and then I get, I get a movie of our times, not for our times, like I was saying earlier. So and that's what I really wanted. I mean, okay, so that's about the overarching story and the, the conundrum we're in. How do we feel about the end? Did the message, um, whether you agree with it or not, <clears throat> And I might be a traditionalist. Like, I want to say another quote here from, um, I think his name's Keith, which is John Legend's character in the movie. Right. He's a, a guy who, um, I think he screwed over Sebastian at one point. I think they just went to school together. Maybe went their own separate and, ways. And then uh, Keith is more uh, futurist and wants to do jazz, but he knows that the market is changing and you have to play to the new generation and not the old. Yeah. And he tells uh, Sebastian, he goes, how are you going to be revolutionary if you're such a traditionalist? You hold on to the past, but jazz is about the future. So maybe I'm a traditionalist, you know. Maybe this is the future of musicals. Maybe want people want this this living in this real world or this real world message. How this is probably how a lot of relationships end, you know. But I wanted that that magical Fred Fred Astaire, you know, that Ginger Rogers. That happy ending. That happy ending. That's what I wanted. It didn't from this. feel like a happy ending. No, not at no. all. No, um, I agree. But okay, let's go. So that's the the message. And we don't we we agree that we don't agree with the director's direction on that. Well, some but, people might but, like that. Though, but that what part do you think about musical? You're not a you're not a huge fan of musicals. I am. Um, I one of my favorite movies is a couple different musicals, but Grease is one of my favorite. Um, so, what did you think on the musical part of it? And the, I didn't particularly like the. It started off. And I felt like it was going to be one of those, like, West Side Story, Grease, big number scene, whole cast musicals, because that's how it opens. And then there's uh, maybe one little other one after that in the apartment with her and her girlfriends before they go out. Um, and then you don't get anything. It, it's just the music between... Sebastian and Mia's character. Yeah, I didn't mind. And so, again, they I think they, at the beginning, it's um, a great... You know, musical number on the is the freeway, right? The yeah, LA the freeway. freeway. Yeah, and that's a it's a great number. What is that? It's another day of sun. You know, which is a great musical number. And it's 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 a big musical. It's about hope and dreams <laughs> and following. Yeah. And, and today's that, a new it's day. It's that big musical number. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you're right. We don't get another big musical number like that again until maybe. Like we don't get a another big number like that like you do in a traditional musical. Um, I think it's you don't ever. Yeah. It is. It, it, you're you're set up. I feel like the director set us up is, and I was so you. I was grinning. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh. this. Oh, and I love the costumes. Oh, and look at their dancing, and they've got these. And that was that is something to mention the dance and movement and the fluidity that the director used from his camera shots and things like that. That's gorgeous, and that's probably one of the reasons he'll win some awards. Yeah, I want to break that. Yeah, down we'll break that down. But um, he the music just sets you up to think it's going to be this great musical, which I'm not downplaying that it is a good musical. It's just, I, I wanted either another big moment at the end or something with the whole cast. Yeah. And, and I don't want to come off like, cause personally I love the music of oh, this movie. I, I did too. 
And I love uh, the Hollywood Reporter um, had a, a write-up said they called La La Land an extinct genre, which I can completely see. It takes a lot of balls to make a $30 million all-white jazz narrative, okay, with uh, songs hey, that... Hey, it's not all-white. John Legend's in it. Well, I'm talking about the narrative. <laughs> okay. It's pretty much an all-white narrative, that you know, so for, for a jazz movie, you know, because a lot of focus uh, of, this, of this movie is jazz, which is Damien Ch- Chazelle's, like, background, you know, well, uh, with so Whiplash. He, lo- he has a love affair of jazz. You can tell from his two movies, Whiplash yeah. and... But I want to point out one. that this music is, doesn't have not, uh, a pre-existing fan base like Chicago, Les Mis, Greece. So to come up with what, 15, 20 tracks that are, I think, some of the best original music of this year. That takes a lot of balls to come up with a contemporary musical and and get it financed, you know? Yeah. Like, these, some of this music, music is great. Can we play a couple clips? Uh, one that I personally want to point out is Mia and Sebastian's theme. Can you play a clip of that? Yeah, this plays continuously through the movie. That's what draws her in. To the club in their initial contact. And that's beautiful. And that's also the song that's at the end of the movie. We have Sebastian's montage and she walks in and that's their theme together. And then City of Stars is great. City of Stars. And let me just say, I was very surprised Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are not bad singers. Has a very Harry Connick kind yes. of voice. Michael Bublé, Harry Connick, yeah. Raspy, yeah. Loved it. There's actually a humming version of this song as well. Isn't that great? Yeah. And then, um, can you play the Planetarium? This reminds me of a Disney movie. I love this tune. All right. I think that's beautiful. It is. Well, and during that song is when um, director, we said, talked about the fluidity, the the graceful movements, because there's a huge scene where he doesn't even, there's no dialogue. It's just the music and watching the actors move and dance and go through the set. Yeah, and that scene right there, the planetarium scene, mm-hmm. I love that, where they go to the observatory. Yeah. And that's where it gets a little fantastical, like a, a flight of fancy where they're they're in this observatory and that that music starts playing and they're, they're just dancing in the stars. Right. You know, which I love that scene. And man, any number of these songs here, I can see them doing at the Oscars. You know, like I hope that we get a couple Oscar songs from this. Like I would love to see um, some people coming in and, and, and doing some of these numbers. They're fantastic. One that has to happen. Um, and I think that she will honestly win Best Actress for is uh, Audition. That Can I song. play that? Yeah, play a little play, piece of that. Play a piece of it. Freezing. She spent a month sneezing. I mean, it's but comical. And... But with a lot of emotion. Yeah. It's the turning point for her character. Yeah. It, right before that third act. Yeah, this is the audition where she actually gets that that role and she reaches her her dream potential. Yeah, 
it's beautiful. But that scene there, the audition scene, if she doesn't win an Oscar for that, um, she's going to be going up against um, Jackie. Um, what's Natalie, Portman. Natalie Portman. Natalie um, Portman. But I honestly think this could be the year for Emma Stone. I think this movie's going to take home a lot of awards. Um, Ryan Gosling could take it too for I, Best Actor. See, I don't, think, I don't think they'll give it to Ryan for Best Actor. And I don't think La La Land will win... Um, the traditional big contenders of actress and actor, and it'll they'll win the forgotten categories. Do you think the this ones, will win Best Picture though? I I cannot say that. It's a, with, it's a musical it about is, Hollywood. It's a musical about Hollywood, and it and it reminisces that old Hollywood feel. Artist um, won a few years ago, which I think it can take that, that artist slot. Uh, but I don't. I can't say yes, hundred percent, because I don't. I haven't seen all the other Oscar contenders, and so I don't want to go out on the limb and be like, "Oh, this is gonna win," no. without giving other ones. It definitely has a shot. Yeah, I mean, it, all it the definitely pieces has are a there. Shot. Um, it Especially ha- the ending. I think Oscar likes that ending. You know that the bleak, melancholy, melancholy ending. Right. You know, I think Oscar. That that's what Oscar looks for. <laughs> you know, that's not that's not what the we different. wanted. It's not the yeah, it's expected. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they show you that you're gonna get this huge musical at the beginning, and they leave you. You know, on the on the the they leave the me mat. They leave they yeah. leave you on the mat, man. You know, like with a with a swollen eye and bloody nose. Like what? Come on, this is not what I wanted, you know? Well, I don't think I felt beat up. I don't know, man. I felt I, like I was like, seriously, I was like... I felt knocked down. I felt knocked down. I felt, oh, I just took one to the gut, and what What just happened? Uh-huh. I, I don't understand. Um, but like I was saying, I think that it is going to win some of the uh, lesser sought-after cinematography. Um, it might go away with best song, best uh-huh. original song, screenplay, Um I would normally think this would be something that would have been a Broadway play before it became, and then it would have become a feature film. Um, and the fact that it didn't. That's what's impressive. Yeah, this that's is what a, I'm saying. That's what's impressive. This is musical. an original, and it's straight to film. Yeah. It's not, oh, it was on Broadway and everybody loved it. And like if they make Hamilton into a movie, you know. Exactly. Exactly. That kind of thing. Um, so. I think it'll go away with a lot of oh, costumes, definitely. If it isn't win, co- I'll be very excited to see all the different costume choices. Yeah, what do you think of Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone together? Like, I don't, I don't remember Gangster Squad too while they were in that. Um, I don't have any recollection of uh, Crazy Stupid Love, but they uh, played. This is the third time they've played lovers on screen. Okay, my they one seem of my so comfortable. Favorite together. movies with them and their chemistry, where you it just they spark and light up, and it carries over into this movie is Crazy Stupid Love. With Steve Carell and the interaction—it's he's she's Steve Carell's daughter oh. in that movie, and then Ryan Gosling's the bachelor guy who's teaching Steve Carell how to be a horn dog bachelor guy, and then he finds out she's dating, he's dating uh, his daughter. But anyway, their characters in that movie—every wonderful, this every it. dance number, every song, every spoken word, everything just is so smooth. You know, their uh, their pairing together in this movie is is perfection. I I love everything about it. Like I've heard a couple people talk about their. Um, they're dancing, calling it clunky. Like there's some people out there that don't like their dancing because they're not professional dancers. But they don't look like they're professional dancers. They look like they're a couple dancing together. Yeah, and I think the charm is in their imperfections. Right. You know, I think there's there's something beautiful about these two people just dancing 
talking, smiling at each other that I buy every minute of it. But that's what makes me believe it's their everyday couple. They're, they do have real chemistry. They're not some Hollywood put on a pedestal. I know how to do every dance, every kick and turn the right way. So yeah, I agree completely. And then Ryan Gosling, like, yeah, I think Emma Stone, if, if, if I had to pick one that I think will win oh, Emma over an Oscar, Ryan. it'll be Emma. But yeah. we can't, um, we can't forget Ryan Gosling, like, for, for some of the stuff that he did in this movie, he played the piano. Like, there is long takes on Ryan Gosling where he played the, the freaking piano. Was like, he, he learned right. how to play the piano right. so he could do these takes um, to the, Not so much that John that Legend, stuff. who's a professional artist, like, you know, a professional mu- musician, right. came in and said he was jealous of Ryan Gosling for coming in and picking up a piano, piano as fast as he did. You know, there's no hand double, no CGI. This is Ryan Gosling playing the piano. Right. I thought that was fantastic. I thought that's commendable. That's an actor giving to his craft. I don't think... I, and there was good acting and the way he presented the character. Um, but I don't think... And then, like I said, withstanding, I haven't seen all the other Oscar films. But I, I they're not going to give it to Ryan. I, I just... It, out of the two, it would be Emma. Yeah. Um... Emma, I think, out of the two, I think Emma stole the film away from really? Ryan. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were, just their performance is very human. Like, um, I think it was Russell Crowe took a lot of hits for Les Miserables because he came off so gruff. You know, it was Russell Crowe singing Les Mis, you know? Oh, but, but that's I what I love about it. That's what I love about it because you, can, you yeah. can tell that people, people's heart is into it. Right. And from the beginning of this movie till the end... That's why I was so let down by that ending because I was so in love with these characters and by the end you're like, oh, I want you guys to be together, which is a testament to the movie though. Are you a traditional romantic? I'm a traditionalist, at yes, heart. I think so. And you didn't think I was gonna like this movie though. I didn't think you were gonna like this movie because you generally don't like musicals. Oh. You don't like these feel good. No, see, uh, that's, no, I, I don't. Do. I don't mean like feel. You are not a huge, uh, overtly romantic and. Oh, sing song, happy joy, joy. You're you're a more negative, pessimistic type personality, more generalist, uh, or you like to call it real realistic. And I'm the more optimistic, positive. Yay! Cheer, cheer. Yeah, but when a movie gets it right, it gets it right. You know. So did it get it right? Is that I the don't truth know. I think I think that's why I said earlier at the beginning of this, like it's gonna take me all the way to Oscar night to figure <laughs> out where this is in my top ten. I just don't know where if if. If they changed a few things at the end, it would probably be my number one film of the year. That's how much I like this movie because it nails everything except that ending. See, I I think you said it earlier, and I know we've talked about it previously, that the the feeling throughout the movie, though, there's like this heavy kind of foreboding. It starts out really happy and genuine, and then they have some struggles, and there's this melancholy. Even the, the theme, uh, Sebastian and Mia's theme, is very... And I remember sitting there and I'm like, wow, that's kind of a sad love song for each other. That's kind of a sad, like, song for Uh her. Um, And maybe she identified it because she was going through some negative stuff when she heard it and it drawled her in. I don't know. But it it always made me feel like, I wish he would play a little something upbeat, a little diddly-doo in his step. And the melancholiness of that, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to... Yeah. This is a reality musical. <laughs> I mean, this is like this is where a lot of relationships, I think, 
I think in, I mean, like I was thinking about this, um, like with adventures in video land, you know, that's my art form. I'm not going right. to Paris. I'm not trying to open a club, but that's, that's my art form. It takes a long time to, to create a conversation, to get the people um, into the studio, to record, to edit, to come up with pictures. And sometimes it can be chaotic. Sometimes it can be um, uh, very frustrating, but I push for that. I push for that art, but I don't have to sacrifice my relationship with you. Sometimes it's like, hey, you know, it, either the, the love pulls you in one way or your art pulls you in one way. But I think at the end of the day, you can kind of, you can, you can they can coexist, you know? And that's where, that's where my issues lie the, with this The film. difference for me, the, between Whiplash, the other dire, um, thing the director did, you said 2014, is that the correct year it came out, Whiplash? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 2014, two years later, 2016, we get La La Land. Um, I mean, they both could be considered musicals. They, they're all revolving around music and things. There's not huge musical numbers in uh, Whiplash. But I remember leaving the theater seen Whiplash and I was yeah. so passionate bomb. and like yeah I was like oh my gosh people have to see this movie mm -hmm. this is one of the best movies I've ever seen and I didn't feel that way and that's why I don't know if it's going to win Oscars it because is, his I art consumed him feel, if I remember right oh my gosh it? he was obsessed the bloody knuckles the yeah, hands yeah. in the ice the blisters and the hands I mean, he was completely obsessed with his music. Maybe the director just being, needs to go love something for a little bit. Being, he needs a dog. But then <laughs> yeah. he was still able to go on and, and have a relationship. See, I don't do remember things. the end. It's been since 20... So he started to try and date the girl again and things like that. Um, and he got his like little revenge mm -hmm. on the, you know, the, the teacher and stuff. But... I remember leaving the theater and I was so, oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting yeah. that. That Call was your so friends. You have to amazing. Watch you have to, if you haven't seen this, you have to go see it. Oh, it will make you just feel so awesome. Mm -hmm. And it's such a real movie. And La La Land, I didn't feel was real. And it just felt so well, that's, sad. That's what I'm talking about though. Tell me this. Okay. Just imagine. All right. Okay. Five years later. She's not married. She doesn't have a kid. She just roams into town. She, cause she, she makes it big. She's, she, she seems like she's Julia Roberts big. Well, yeah, cause she walks into the coffee shop and they are like, oh, here's the Donna on the lot yeah. where she used to work. On Warner Brothers. Yeah, lot. And she finally gets the coffee and, and they take her to, the free to her shoot. Like, no, let me pay for and it. And I'm yeah. like, she's, she's made it big, and I would love that she's kind of just forgot about things and she, cause you don't see um, Sebs lit up on the outside and she goes down and down. I would have loved yeah. this movie would have been just like you're, you're uh, describing about Whiplash where say she goes down she sits down and he gets on the piano he looks over plays their theme has that montage of them together curtain closes right and then you're like oh they're gonna get back together they're gonna they've reached their dreams but now they can have their love if that would have happened you would be on the phone and be like, oh my God, the music was awesome. The costumes, it's one of the best love stories of all time. You would have been like in love with this. And I, it's just that ending that's so Is sad. it a love story? I mean, I don't, it's it, not. It, it's I don't musical, think it's a love story. It, but it's considered a romance. It's considered a love story. So why isn't it a love story? They do have a love. They do share this connection. How deep is their love if, if they haven't even talked in five years, though, and she has a child and a husband? Which I do want to say, it's, it was nice seeing, is it Sean Everett Scott? Is yeah. that his name? Uh, no, Thomas Everett Scott. Is that what his name is? I haven't seen him for, yeah, Tom Everett Scott, yeah. which was a nice connection to That Thing You Do. Mm -hmm. I think that was directed by Tom Hanks, maybe? Yep. But yeah, so it was kind of cool to see, you know, I made that connection right away, where it's like, I was like, oh, it's, who is that? I knew who it was. I was like, oh, 
Tom Everett Scott. Just cool to see him. But um, he didn't have much to do. And uh, real quick, I want to say J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, you know, I think he won Best Supporting, didn't he, in Whiplash? I believe he won something, yeah. And I knew uh, I knew J.K. Simmons was in this, and I expected him to, to be more of a presence. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't know his what. But he literally has what one scene See, as a as a as a just a, a nasty boss. One big scene, but like I think maybe two actual, yeah, maybe two. He's he's the what a boss of like some uh, restaurant. He, yeah, and, he owns some like. And Sebastian is is hired to play what piano music like Christmas music. Christmas and he's a he's a musician who wants Played to hone his list. skills, <laughs> and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to do that. And so like so, so uh, J.K. Simmons fires him, you know. And that's about all you see of J.K. Simmons, which it's nice to see him. But I thought he was going to have more of a role. Um, but yeah, like. Uh, the the way this movie looks is stunning too. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, did you like the opening of the movie where it has that old cinescope, nineteen fifty three twentieth century Fox logo the on the original, screen? That yeah. was that was awesome. So um, Linus Sandegren, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He shot this movie, but this this looks uh, amazing. Everything from the planetarian sequence all the way to the Sebastian's montage. Uh, this is a lock for cinematography. If this does not win cinematography, um, you know, in twenty seventeen Oscars, I don't know what will. I mean, it's got some iconic. It could be iconic scenes where you would get that like Gone with the Wind feel, where they're standing by the tree and it's the silhouette when they're at the sunset, when their big song together, um, a lovely night. Oh yeah, a lovely night when yeah. they're dancing in, yeah. the, in the street. They're looking for where, her car. Where they're not dancing together, but they are. Then they start to kind of yeah. dance, but they're just moving in yeah. time. It, yeah, it's beautiful. That and I mean, this movie was shot sunset in, behind them. I think this movie gorgeous. was shot in 40, uh, 42 days, sixty LA locations, and you know, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, but I don't know if I've ever seen a movie look better in LA. Can you? Can does anything? Come to uh, mind? It, it seemed, no. It was dreamy. It was pretty. It and L.A. is a busy. think of L.A. L.A. is a busy. busy place, you know, it, and it made L.A. look beautiful. If if I hadn't known, if they hadn't had modern cars uh-huh. and modern, you know, 2016, 2015 cars, um, if, they ha- if I hadn't seen with my own eyes, like, you know, TVs and other things like that, uh, costumes, different things, I would have thought it was a film back in the, like, 30s 40s type era um but obviously we know it's not and so the fact that we don't see all that hustle and bustle of la yeah. it, it is interesting it, it's you know i mean he takes us to, to hollywood hills he takes us to pasadena watts tower um the, the planetarium you know which again I, I love that scene and that's going back to the cinematography of that of of taking you into a contemporary musical and then sweeping you away into this fantasy setting where they're dancing in the sky you know the, yeah. of the or the uh, the rooftop of the of the planetarium there you know which is is paying homage to uh rebel without a cause because really? it's actually the observatory from the movie of rebel without a cause they can't end up seeing the rest of it so she's like i've got an idea and that's where they uh-huh. end up going so it it's constantly putting those. Which is no notes security at the uh, observatory. Yeah, and that's what I, that was my WTF. Uh, I even said that while we we're in. What they couldn't get into the observatory. It'd be uh, locked down. They're not getting in there for free and then dancing around yeah. and looking at everything. The, the no security guard at all. Yeah. Whatever. And I, you've hit on WTF. it briefly, but I I feel like we'll be doing it an injustice if we don't talk about it a little bit more. And that's the costumes. Okay. I know you just fell in love with these costumes. The the yellow dress. Uh, Ryan Gosling's. 
black and white shoes. I mean, every frame. His wool suits. Where he's walking, <laughs> just walking across. I'm like, look at his shoes. Oh my <laughs> his gosh. shoes are amazing. Again, going back he to had costumes. Some gorgeous saddle soap shoes. And the way that this movie's filmed. Yeah. I mean, I love the way this movie's looked. And we went to the landmark, and it's a fashion mall. After we got done, I wanted to go shopping. I wanted to go find some new shoes. I wanted to go find a, uh, some cool suits or a cool tie. I he mean, made some really old, and normally if certain people wore them, ugly ties with the designs and the little logos and stuff on them look cool again. Yeah. It was, you didn't, they didn't look dated. I mean, they you could tell they were dated and reminiscent of a, an era gone by, but he, they made it seem cool. And her, they very much did gender specific roles her in a lot of dresses and skirts and pretty little flowy things and he in his shirt and suit and tie um just obviously more traditionalist type roles uh but it was gorgeous and And ryan gosling man he's not only is he great at at these kind of movies, like making you fall in love with him, making the guys even fall in love with him. I mean, he's dreamy. He really is. Did Did you love him during the eighties pool scene? Oh yeah, that was played? that was great. Yeah, and that was a fun scene too. That was right before that lovely night scene where yeah. you know he's a he's a part of a he's a, he's a struggling musician, but now he's playing a pool party where he's like flock of seagulls, like a some eighties like pop rock band. You she know? makes him sing Iran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of charm in this movie. There's a lot of charisma. The, the choreography is amazing. The cinematography is amazing. Uh, the 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 colors, man, of the yellow dress and, and the shoes and the way that's filmed and and then the way that the the jazz is incorporated into this i mean this is a jazz musical too which you yeah. don't see yeah. you know so there's there's a lot going for it and i just wish and i'll say it one last time and i will not go back i just wish that i got would have got another a different kind of ending you know and i guess there's plenty of those kind of movies so again i, I haven't figured out where this is going to sit with me because of that but i'm going to be wrestling with that it's going to be one of those movies that's going to take over just just me in general for like the next couple of months. I'm going to be thinking about it because this the score. This score will not leave my head. Do you the think score is beautiful. speak to more... Millennials? Current, <laughs> more, more millennials. More yeah, I think this uh, is a millennial current generations where they're taught you can have whatever you want. You can go out and make your dreams come true and, and nothing's impossible. Um, and people don't like really impress upon them the love mm-hmm. and loyalty and those kinds of things. Uh, people, millennials, switch jobs when I talk about loyalty, not hopefully they're being faithful yeah. and that kind of loyalty. Um, Someone's like, I'm a millennial. <laughs> God damn, what's she talking about? <laughs> but no, I meant the loyalty. It, it is known statistically that millennials switch jobs because they're trying to get to the bigger and bigger uh, next best thing and to diversify themselves. Um, I wonder if this will speak to a millennial who... I worked my butt off and I made my dream come true and I'm still happy. I, I don't have this happiness, but I have the happiness I, I've always worked for and, yeah. and I deserve. And and I wonder if it will. I, I'd be interested to hear from the adventurers and video landers and see what they have to say. They definitely need to give it a gander and let us know what they think. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? Um, definitely definitely yeah. go out and see it. it it's Beautiful. The the music. I, I love jazz. I love musicals. The I just costumes. want these characters to it's, be together at the end. I do. <laughs> but I also wanted that in... And okay, so let's bring up... You're not a big fan of this movie. I am. The Breakup. Uh-huh. With Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn. So this director did it right. So they don't end up... You think the whole movie... I mean, yes, I know the movie is called The Breakup. I get that. <laughs> but you still... The whole movie, you're like... Oh, 
they're going to they're going to work things out and it's going to work out uh-huh. and i love these two characters and the little things that they have going on um and at the very end they're not together it's it's a couple of, like maybe 18 months or a year later or something like that time has passed and they see each other in the street um and rather than they they both stop you know to chit chat for a few minutes oh yeah we should see each other we should catch up and then she walks away turns around he walks away and they both have this moment where they look kind of back at each other and and then it ends and you're oh. wondering are they going to see each other now that they've gotten things different in their oh. lives and they've reached their dreams because you know same kind of thing Vince Vaughn goes on and he's got air land and sea Chicago tours and she's gone on to do her art stuff and all this same kind of thing that I think you were saying earlier is Ryan Gosling and Mia's or and uh, Emma Stone's character me and Sebastian if they had left it at that and let my imagination yeah whether they'd gotten together or not I would have been because I that's why I love breaking that's why I wish Tom Everett Scott wasn't there though because I got feel, I feel bad for this guy like I'm sure he's a hell of a guy he looks like he's he's having a hell of a time uh, out on the night with his I I would have felt worse wife. if he's never gonna know because she never says anything. Uh-huh. And I don't think she will. She'll just walk out. And and the reason I think she'll walk out when she's done and Zeb was in a different part of her, her life is because he offered, Can we? do you want to stay and listen to another set? And she says, no, it's time for us to go or something to that effect uh-huh. and gets up and leaves. No, I've, I've acknowledged just like he does when he nods at her, but... That's the end of it. That was a different season, uh-huh. a different time of my life, and now well, I'm going to be happy with where I am. But that's now. where I feel every note that he's playing is regret. Like I almost feel like the the montage is, is from it? his music. Like that's what he's seeing, and like he's reminiscing. And I feel like she's like with a smile at the end. I feel like she's okay with things, and he's regretful. I don't know. Do you do you get that, or do you? Because I don't think that do you think she's regretful because she's like it seems like she's she's happily married. Well. If you go by with the montage, the montage started, so the very first time they actually meet in um, in real person contact, he she's approaching him, I heard you playing, and then he brushes past Boom, her. and right kinda, with the hard you know, shoulder. Yeah, shoulder, shoulder checks him. Um, but in the montage, the thing that's changed it is his reaction. Instead of going past her, he kisses her. Yeah. And then that starts their torrid love affair and the happiness from then on. So maybe he's regretting because he didn't take the chance and do what he was supposed to do. Yeah, maybe. So there's a lot. There's a lot to take in here. So I'm gonna be wrestling with this for quite some time. But that does not beautiful, take away from the fact it's a beautiful it. movie. Go Fun. see it. Tell us what you think. Yeah. Uh, what do you score this right now? Uh, this is I, a hard one for me. Because we just uh, watched that scene street where they're chasing their dreams, you, man. Okay, and I'm but, like, but yes, you chase your dreams movie, and get your love. You have to score each movie uh-huh. on its own merits yeah, yeah, and yeah. its own thing, regardless of other. Um, we're not doing a versus. We're not doing a marathon. Uh, again, so. I don't know. I'm not saying that would win the versus either. Like because I think like, um, and we're talking about versing Sing Street against La La Land. Like I think La La Land might have it, but I like the message a little bit in Sing Street more. So it's ah. What do you give it? Um, out of uh, five, uh, go through the the categories. What are they? Yeah. Again? So ugly, bad, good, great, pantheon, pantheon. A five star movie. Is the best of the best. I'm gonna say because of the um, my my difficulties with the message and the confusion and the melancholy sadness of things, I am gonna give it a four out of five. Okay. Definitely good or great. That's great, right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, not pantheon. I don't think. No, no. But it's it's a great movie. It, it's definitely worth a see. I I I want to see it again. 
Yeah, I, I want to delve more into it. And when it comes to Lafayette, yeah. you had to go to a small indie film to go to go see this, or yeah. a small indie theater to go see this. When it comes back, or when it comes to Lafayette, yeah, I'll be checking it out again. I give it a four out of five as well. I think it's a great movie. Um, just because of the the message is a little muddled at the end, I cannot take away from the cinematography, um, the, uh, the the choreography, the 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 directing, the the acting. The I acting, believe these I mean, characters in the roles that they played. I'm telling you what, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, pure magic. And you know what? This was almost Miles Teller, which was in Whiplash, the young actor there, and Emma Watson. I know. I could not even imagine that. Can you imagine them two on screen? Then they they aged up a little bit. They went with Ryan Gosling and, and Emma Stone. I think that was a perfect move. And I could see Damien Chazelle probably wanting to work with Miles Teller again. And I love Miles Teller, but man, for this kind of movie, you cannot be Emma Stone Okay, and Ryan Gosling. I think with this kind of movie, you need a, a <coughs> box office draw. And as much as I enjoy Miles Teller, I don't think he has the uh, box office draw that yeah, Ryan Gosling will. Especially a contemporary musical, musical. Yeah. without a um, you know a built-in fan base. Exactly. You could probably pull Miles Teller in for something that you know people want to see that they've gone to a play before. You right. know, right? You can you with this movie, you need that star power. But I, even with that said, I think they were perfect for the role. So. I love this movie. I say check it out. It is one of the best movies of the year. Um, go see it in Cinos- Cinescope. So so you actually liked a movie in 2016? Yeah, I did. Oh. I got that, a couple. I got about six or seven. This is like groundbreaking because <laughs> you're always, 2016 was this horrible <laughs> year of horrible movies. Well, every movie. And, and a lot of year. them were. Yeah. It, it, this has been a rough year for me. When I get to making my top ten, I'm going to have to pad it a little bit. Ten, nine, eight, seven. But I have a good five to six that I'm really enjoying. And we saw Silence coming out. I really want to see that. We have, um, what else is coming out? Something else that we really want to see. Jackie. We haven't been able to see that yet. Um, Fences with Denzel Washington. I want to see Split, but that doesn't come out until next year. Yeah, next year. Yeah, so there's a few that's right around the corner. What was it? Uh, Nocturnal uh, Animals. We want to see that. Nocturnal so there's, there's a few, but yeah. there's been a couple that uh, just left me wanting. Neon Demon. We went to go see that. Oh. That was one that kept me... That, that had me wanting a lot more, uh, which was one that I just I did not fully want a lot behind. more from Neon Demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, thank you for listening. April, where can they find you? Um, they can find me on Facebook on Adventures in Video Land. They can also come out this next season for the Lafayette Brawling Dolls and see me play some roller derby. And um, yeah, just catch me on Facebook, start up a conversation, see what you have to say. And I'm Brad, and I say keep dreaming despite the odds. <laughs> All right, chase your dreams. Have your cake and eat it too. But um, uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com. That's our website. Dot com. Yes, we have one. And you can find us on the Facebook page. That's where all the conversations begin and end. So if you're looking for a good conversation, you just want to be a part of a cool group, Please check us out there. Don't forget to go to the website and sign the wall. We yeah, want sign to the hear wall. from you. We want to see that you were there. Go Don't the just be a creeper. Go to the wall. Tell us what you think. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, my good people. Peace out. Peace.